Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Huh? Again, how is everybody doing? Woo! Come on. Let's get lively in here, huh? Amen. So, before I get started, um, I didn't do this the first service, but I, I'll, I'll do it this time. I, I thank the leadership of this church, Pastor Craig on down, for allowing me to come here and uh, speak to you this morning. And um, before I get started, I am going to pray, and I'm going to show, uh, show, uh, like share a little bit of a quick testimony of why I'm standing here before you today. But let's pray. Father, I just thank you, O oh God, for your grace and mercy that's abound today, O oh God. It's continually nude every day, O oh God. I just thank you for each individual in this room, O oh God. I pray that they have ears to hear, eyes to see, to know that you are good and that you are our provider and that you provide for every need that we have, O oh God. I pray that you would just use me as a vessel this morning to speak the message that you've given to me. For these particular people, oh God, and I pray that they understand that, that this is for them in this season and in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So let me share with you real quick how I came about to actually preach the message that I'm about to share with you this morning. Now, you know, God is everywhere at all times, at your access at any time. And so a couple of weeks ago, I, I found out that I was sharing here at the church in so I found out before I was going on vacation. So now I'm sitting at Disney World. I'm sitting in line for two hours at a roller coaster just sitting there. I'm like, so what am I going to do? You know, I got people around me. I can talk to people and stuff. But I decided to say, you know what, Lord, what do you, what, what do you have for the, the, for the people at Centerpoint Community Church? What is it you want me to speak to them? Because I don't want just, to just come up with something because I can just come up with something. And I had to study the Word and just put something together. But I said, Lord, what do you have for the church? So you just, for two hours, waiting in line for, to get on this roller coaster, God is just speaking to me. You know, I'm like, whoa, hallelujah. So I asked, and he started giving it to me. And I'm like, praise the Lord. So you have to know that. And there's a reason why I'm sharing that, and you'll find out soon. But as I get started here, I have, some, I have two volunteers that are going to come help me just really quick. If I can have Andrew come up. And by the way, if for some reason you don't know who I am, and you probably don't, uh, my name is Keith O'Brien. I'm the director and the pastor of Teen Challenge Maine. And um, Andrew here is actually one of our staff, and he serves faithfully unto God. So Andrew, if I can have you just stand right here. Thank you so much. I also have another volunteer. Sean, can you come up here and help me real quick? So this is what God started off with this conversation with me waiting for the roller coaster, okay? So here we go. So Andrew, yeah. listen, so now I'm in charge of your life, okay? So, so I don't know how you're used to eating throughout the week. I don't, I don't know what your eating habits are or whatnot, but I have a voucher here for you that you can only eat once this week. And you can only go to aisle six and pick what's from there. And Sunday is the only day that you can eat this meal. So here you go. Good luck with that one. So, man, Sean over here, though, I got seven days full breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, everything. I mean, you can go to any aisle in the grocery store you want. You can take on anything you want. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to have a nice, good week. 
Now, gentlemen, thank you so much. They didn't have to do much, but they did enough. Thank you so much. So, we will engage a little bit in what that means in a little bit. If you haven't caught on yet, you definitely will by the time I'm done, for sure. So one of the things that I wanted to start off with that is very, very important to understand is God's provision in the desert for the people of Israel. This is where I'm going just real quick to open up because I think it's vitally important for us to understand this. Now, the title of the message is this. It is going to cost you more than you're willing to pay. Okay? See, it's going to cost a lot more than we probably weighed or measured it, but we're going to talk about that. So in Exodus 14, 13, it says this. Moses told the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. The children of Israel del were delivered from the Egyptians with the miracle working power of God. And he would go to sustain three million people plus in a desolate and dangerous desert. So now we think, okay, God took them out of slavery, but now he brought them to a desolate, dangerous desert, right? So, but we're going to see here in the next scripture that I'm going to read about how God provides. It's such a miracle. And Deuteronomy 29, 44 through 6 says this. It says, but to, it says, but to this day, the Lord has not given you a heart of to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandals have not worn off your feet. You have not eaten bread and you have not gotten drunk with wine or strong drink that you may know that I am the Lord your God. So now we see, see God is providing. He sustained them, it says. It sustained him, to, to, to all these people to a place, you know. But the, but the thing is, is that uh, are we just willing to do is accept him just to sustain us? It, it, are we just happy enough for him to just Get, keep us going. See, because he'll do that. Why? Because he loves you. He cares about you more than you can ever think or imagine. He'll supply for every need that you have. But there's a problem in the church today. So be ready for this because this is a message from God to you and to me and to understand this thing. So to understand this, we need to talk about the cost of discipleship real quick. Because I think it's vitally important that we listen to the words of Jesus and see what he says about the cost of discipleship. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I think that's pretty clear. I think it's pretty straightforward. This is why I love Jesus. He tells us how it is. And see, there's a cost. There's something that we have to do. It's not simply that we give ourselves to Jesus and say, you know what, Lord, you do it all. No, we actually have a partaking in this. And you know what? There's probably a lot of you that do know that already, and that's great. But, 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 the, but the thing is, is that we have to take ownership of this thing. And that's going to be one of my key points this morning. And we have to understand that. Going forward, it says, For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, 
whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, then he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish it. All who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man, <clears throat> this man began to build and was not able to finish? Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So, important verse, so therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Whoa, okay, there it is again. So back to the illustration here. So we have Andrew. Andrew, how you doing over there? Are you hungry? Okay, so... So, unhealthy diet. I want to talk about some biblical principles that are very foundational, but do you know that, that people walk away from these foundational truths constantly? And we have to remind ourselves that we need to stand firm in these things for the rest of our life until we see the King of Kings. Until we go home to be with him, these things we have to do. And some of you are going to be like, Duh, yeah, obviously I know that. But, but it's not just that simple because there's too many people not doing it. Now, think about this for a second. Now, anybody been, you know, you know, hangry? You know, when you just get angry, you haven't ate, and for some reason you haven't ate a meal, and what happens? You usually get what? You get frustrated, right? You get, you get on edge, you know what I mean? You, you get all those things, and, and so we all know kind of how that feels, right? Well, this is the same in the spiritual sense, too. And this is where I want to bring this home because this, this is where this applies and this illustration applies. So in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 says this, Don't grieve God. Don't break His heart, His Holy Spirit. Moving, breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for Himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. So we don't want to take these things for granted. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about this morning, uh, about an unhealthy diet, an unhealthy spiritual diet, starts here. Lack of personal prayer. Okay? See, the lack of personal prayer, this is a personal relationship with God. This is between you and Him. This ain't between you, the pastor, and Jesus. This is about you in God. So yeah, we have to take ownership of that, but a lot, an unhealthy person spiritually does not. And we, whatever that looks like, you can say, well, it's in my private place or a quiet place in my house, or it's while I'm driving to work, or wherever you can get it in, but hopefully that you have such a relationship with God where you're, you're fellowshipping with Him every day. It's just like the people in your life that you have in your life, your family, your wife, your kids, your brothers, your sisters, all those things. You, you talk with them, and hopefully with God that you're talking with him every day because it's mightily important for you to do that. But people in the church don't do that. Now, wait a minute, hold on. People in the church don't do that consistently. There's people in the church that do. There are mature people that do. But there are a lot of people that don't. And we're going to talk about the effects of that and what that affects. The next one is lack of personal Bible study or devotion. You have to study your word yourself. 
It, the word says that. It says you need to read it and study it to show yourself approved. You need to understand the word of God yourself. You need to divide, be able to word, divide the word of truth on your own. You can't just depend the pa on the pastor to do that. I, I mean, I hate to tell you, I mean, that's just not, that's just not healthy. If you're just coming here on Sundays and just, and just hoping that you're going to be fed some way, you know what I mean? You're like that person that only gets that one meal. You're like, and then you sit down and you're like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. That's not what I wanted to eat. And then you get frustrated and then you start finding faults and all kinds of things. This is what happens to people. And so I'm encouraging you to not be one of those people. But, but we have them, so what do we do? We have to start eating. You need to start reading the Word and devoting on a consistent basis. It has to be consistent in your life. I get it. Life is busy, but God won't, God won't give in to any excuses, though. He won't. He'll always show you, well, you could do it then, or you could have done it then. If you're seeking His face, He'll let you know that. But this is one of the things. The third thing is lack of trusting God. We just simply don't trust God. We trust the people around us so much more than we trust Him. We put our reliance on people too much. And when they fail us, we, 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 we just run to other things to try to find answers. Well, if they don't have the answers, and this church don't have the answers, and this person doesn't have the answers, and, and, and all, people are always going to fail you. I hope we understand that. Because of how faulty you are yourself. If you take a quick assessment of your own self, you understand that, that, that you have faults, and we all do. But we have to take ownership of those things and say, you know what? I'm going to own my relationship with God. But people don't. And if you do in this room, praise the Lord. But if you don't, it's just something to think about. Now, here's the next thing, and I kind of just kind of talked about it a little bit, is trusting man with your relationship with God. If I'm trusting a man, see the pastor and leaders, the spiritual leaders in the church have a responsibility, okay? And they have to do what they need to do. There's no doubt about that. But however, for some reason people think that that pastor or that leader has to walk their relationship with God. Well, I hate to break it to you that if you're in that boat, that when you die and you see Jesus, the pastor's not going to be standing next to you. Nobody's going to be standing next to you except for Jesus. And you're going to take an account, the Bible says you're going to take account for your life. You're not going to keep account for my life. I have to give that account when I see the king. Right? And okay, so he lets us in. But what if you find all the things you could have done? And this is what I said to the first service. Is like, it's like some of us, and this is all areas of our life, we're just so happy with the bottom of the barrel. We're okay. We're okay. I want my barrel to overflow. I don't know about you. I want to overflow so God could use me. You know, we just spent seven weeks or so talking about spiritual gifts and how you can operate in the body. Well, if you're on a healthy diet, spiritually, it's going to be hard for you to operate in those gifts. You can try, but supernaturally, it's going to be very difficult if you're not reading your word and you don't have a prayer life and you don't have all these basic things that you need. Now, the last thing is not taking responsibility with your relationship with God. We want to, it's your responsibility. You own it. And I know with people that just coming in and maybe you're here today and you haven't really uh, made a commitment to Christ and understand that you're, you're a sinner and you, you need a savior. And maybe you're at that place. And to talk to you is like, there's a little less weight on you because you don't know what you don't know. But, but, to, but it's good to know these things because they're the very things that are going to keep you going. It's the thing... 
So these are the things that we need to do, you know? So moving forward, Sean, how you doing over there? Feeling good? Feeling good? Oh, great. Huh? But you're, you're nice and full, right? Right? So now Sean's the guy that's coming to church and like, woo, and everybody's like, why is he so happy? Why is he smiling? Why is he feeling all good? Well, because you know why? Because he's praying and he's reading God's word and he's building a relationship with God and he's coming for dessert. He's not coming for a meal to church on Sunday. He's coming for the dessert and he's looking for maybe some confirmation and some things that and maybe to add to build. The pastor adds and builds to, to the congregation. Yeah, Pastor Craig's talking about equipping the people. So that's a part of that. But his responsibility and my responsibility, we're not there for just that reason, right? So you got to see that. But you're doing good, right? So let's read this portion of Scripture here. It's in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 4 and 5. It says this, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit by itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So we need to tap in. We need to be a part of God's tree. We need to be a branch in God's tree. We need to have a healthy relationship with God. So you can imagine if you follow along that, 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 that the, the five things I have for a healthy diet are just simply just the opposite of an unhealthy diet, right? A person, a person that has a healthy diet and a good relationship with God is having a good prayer life and good fellowship with God. You know, I'm sitting there in line at Disney World in Florida, and God, I'm fellowshipping with God. I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal. It's for all of us to do. But I'm saying no matter where you're at, he can tap right in. He wants to talk with you. He wants to fellowship with you. And the more that you do that, the more direction you get. You know, there's a lot of people I talk to. I don't hear from God. He's not speaking to me. And I'm watching God just speak because, you know, we're blessed at Teen Challenge to be able to disciple these men. It's not just a drug rehab. We're a discipleship ministry. And to see them, hey, God's not speaking to me. And to be able to come into his life and say, yes, he is. This way, that way. And then their eyes open. They're like, whoa. You know what I mean? So what am I saying? We need mentors. We need people in our life. We need spiritual leaders in our life. We need all those things in our life for sure. There's no doubt about that. But the core of this thing is that we need to allow God to be the center of everything. So when people around us fail us, right, when they fail us, you know what? It won't be such a sting. Because you know what? You know what? I probably did that one time too. See, that's something that somebody that's walking in the spirit would definitely say. Well, you know what? I'm faulty too. You know what I mean? To, to take for granted and say, hey, maybe that person's going through something. Why don't we take considerations of these types of things? Why don't we? Because we're selfish and, and you're probably starving and hungry, right? Because, because the more that you walk according to God's spirit, you recognize it's more and more and more less about you. So when you find that out, it's like, okay, then I can let go of all these little things that bother me that people do in the church. Maybe I should go to another church. Guess what? There's people over there too, and they have problems too. So, so go ahead. You can try something new. It's one thing if God's leading you to serve at another church, and you know, as your time's up, whatever. That happens at church all the time. But people, too many people, just because they're starving, they want to be fed. You know, where am I going to go? I can't stay here because I'm too hungry. You know what I mean? And it's just like, well, the reason why you're too hungry is because you're not feeding yourself. 
but a healthy person will feed themselves. This is what he told me while I was sitting in line for a roller coaster. Listen, so putting your full dependence on God and not man. Why do we put so much trust in faulty people? You know, I'm faulty as heck. My wife knows that, right, hon? So, but, but the thing is, though, I have a relationship with God. I love him, and, and, but I have to put my full dependence on him. When things are not going my way, he said I'll find trouble in this life, and things are going to happen that I'm not going to like. You know, so we need to put our dependence on him and not me. Serving the Lord with all your heart and everything you do. So now, if you're doing these things, now, now you're really going. Now, now, you, now you can serve God and serve other people and really care about other people the way that we all should, right? And the last thing is taking personal responsibility for your spiritual maturity. Your spiritual maturity. It is up to you to get to know God and his word. It's up to you to have a relationship with him. It's up to you to do that. It's not up to me. It's not up to... I, I, I could keep beating this in, but the, leader of the lead, uh, leadership, Pastor Zach, uh, Kevin Wood, Pastor Craig, awesome men of God. But somewhere along the line, as much as they try not to, they may fail you in some way. Not because they intend to, not because they want to, because it happens, it's life. You know what I mean? But if I'm, my dependence is on Christ, you know, their faults, I'm just going to be like, shh, because you want to be like Jesus. That's what Jesus does with us. Why can't we do it with each other? Why can't I just say, you know what, you got faults, but I love you anyways, man. You know, and if I have to have a conversation with, hey, you kind of disrespected me there, can you please not talk to me like that? Why can't we have those conversations, you know what I mean? So there's forgiveness in this place. There needs to be forgiveness in this place. Why? Because that's what he's called us to do. He called us to do that. Sean, you, how you doing? You still good? Hey, Andrew. Huh? Want to come over for lunch? Huh? Huh? All, right. all right. Just checking on them. Make sure that they're all right. See, everything's going good over there. Making sure they ain't too hungry. We don't want them to die on us over there. You know what I mean? Because the word does say, when you see a brother that's fallen, it says, you who are spiritual, pick that person up and take them with you. Are we doing that? Or are we not doing that? That's entirely up for you to answer on your own, right? Whether you're new here or whether you're not, this is a great church to be a part of. There's so many great bodies to be a part of, but, but we're all one. And so we've got to understand that, that it's going to cost more than you're willing to pay. Can I have the worship team come up here with me? And, and you see, and I said this at first service because I, I, this is what God is telling me. Like, for some reason, now for some of you, you guys run right over here to do this, right? This, for some reason, is like, I don't know, there's like some fear over here. There's like, like I don't know, is there shocks over here? Is there something over here? I don't know. Like, like I'm over here going like, what's going on over here? Why are people afraid to come here? Is it because they worry about what other people think? Or they think it's some religious act? Or they feel like, oh, it's not for me. But to me, everybody needs to be at the feet of Jesus. And that's, and that's what this place is right here. To be at the feet of Jesus. Because some of you are a little bit more hungry than you need to be. Some of you are starving. Some of you need a touch of God in this place. You know what I mean? And that's what... The altar is for. This is the purpose of that. And everybody should be here at one level or another because 
Because Jesus is saying like, come. Because I want to feed you. Come. I have something to say to you. And in conclusion, the Bible tells us this, and Paul talks about it in Corinthians a couple times. He actually says it a few times in 1 Corinthians 6 and 7, chapter 7. You were bought at a price. You know that? All of you. And if you haven't received Christ yet, that's a part of that. He paid it all. We sing the songs. We talk about it amongst ourselves. But you are body of price. You are no longer your own. You're under new management. And you have to do that which he asked you to do. He says, if you want to be my disciple, you need to pick up your cross and follow me daily. Not weekly. Not one day. Every day. We have to do that. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 say this. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought at a price. So glorify God in your body. So I would say first, anybody out there is starving. You know, I said this first service, people are like, well, there goes, well, that's why I don't go down because I don't want people to think of me a certain way. Forget about that. Forget about that judgmental spirit. You worry about what other people think. God has something for you this morning here at his feet. And you don't have to wait. You don't have to hesitate. You can come now if you want as a worship team starts because... God has something for you. And for all of you, maybe you're on the prayer team, maybe you're a leader in the church, once these people come up, just come on and just pray with these people. But see, God has a special thing for you this morning, and it's going to cost more than you're willing to pay, but he's given you the strength to do it if you just allow him to come into your life. Lord, we just thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity to be here, to set before you, O oh God. I thank you for everybody in this room. I pray, God, that your presence is, is just filling this place in such a way, O oh God, that no one would ever deny the fact of who you are, O oh God. And as these people come down to sit at your feet, not at my feet, not at um, some stage's feet, God, but you have your way amongst these people in Jesus' name.